right, welcome to Bonehead. I'm really tired. How are you? <laughs> Very confused. I'm, Very confused. I'm full, I'm full of energy. Uh, so in part one, uh, we, we this is our second take of this, and James is uh, complaining that we we are going to miss his Les Nessman impersonation, which I didn't hear the first time because I was too busy dropping equipment like it's hot. Which is why we had to refilm it, and now now it's not going to be I the still same. can't get the camera to where it was. Never it's, touch it again. I, never it's fine. <laughs> Nobody needs to see me. Nobody wants I, to see this. It's, it's, moving, it's moving again. again. It's just another. So for the uh, app, the uh, iTunes, or the people who are listening to the audio version of this, we're having camera issues in that the camera will not hold still. We've had camera issues and software for the last four uh, or five minutes for something that worked perfectly yeah. well two nights ago with three clicks. If Nick is listening, if hey, Nick guys, is listening, I know, uh, I know you're not there, but my my equipment seems to be working fine. Bite us. Well, I mean, you know, if you're using your equipment and your wife's not around, you're going to get the big D I V O R C E. I, I said I was using my equipment that works. Oh, you so, have two kids. Yeah. I beat you to it. So the topic of today's episode is Joe. What James inseminates a woman? I, what do I want to see that? Do you not want to see it? Is the woman of the human variety? then yes, I would like to see that. Joe is shaking his head no to the ones listening to us. Yeah, no, I don't think it should Isn't be. Isn't that allowed. just now illegal in, in Kentucky, right? I'm not I don't know. Uh, man. So this is going to come out a little early because I've decided I want to go on vacation. Chad has to work and James has quit all life as we know it on planet Earth. That being said, this is going to be our follow-up to our last episode. And our last episode was about police cops in yeah. the movies. Yep. Police cops. They're fighting crime in future time. And if you pay attention oh, to God, uh, no. what we say in those episodes, Joe said we were going to do this later in the summer. We said, screw that. We're doing it next. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it next. Actually, what we found out was 48 hours later, we all had a two-hour window, and an hour of it we blew trying to set up the equipment. Yep. But there was well, a two-hour sweet spot that we could all three be, well, not in the same room, because James is in bumfuck Mississippi. Yep. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, that's That's... About thirty miles east here. So, um, to to start the topic, of this, Utah. To start the conversation <laughs> for this, um, Utah is spelled E U T A W here, by the way. Utah, Mississippi. Look it up. I would throw shit at you, but we live in a place that has Versailles. And Joe doesn't want to knock the camera down. Oh, that's a lot of turds. And there also there's like monkey brow and hell for certain and all of that. There's too. hell for certain's back from where I'm from in southeastern Kentucky in Leslie County. Yeah. Not that anybody could care less. Yeah. There's a, story, you... a short story collection by a Kentucky author called South of Hell's Exert. That's not Sport true because Kentucky people can't read or write. That's only marginally true. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. Um, Police cops. So uh, yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, when you all decided, when we decided we were going to do this, when I did the movies, I had str I struggled. Like there was too many good movies for me to come up with. And when we decided we were going to do the TV version, I realized I do not like a lot of cop shows. I do. It is hard for me. It was literally hard for me to pick out three. Uh, I got one. I had a hard time narrowing it down to four. Okay, let me help you. Uh, Law and Order. Yeah. Uh, Law and Order SVU. Not on my... Uh, Law and no. Order Criminal Intent. And if you need a fourth one... Uh, Let's talk about that for a second. So I'm going to make an assumption here, and I don't mean to step on the other people's toes because I don't know everybody's list, and we never know. But... Law and Order is not on our list, correct? No. And no, I law like and order, Law and Order. Law and Order to me, though, is that the police part of it 
is so small compared to the 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 court side of it. Yeah. So it's I like, like Matlock. And CSI, I don't have CSI on my list. Do you? No, no. I mean, I, you know, uh, I don't know if anybody has Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Yeah. It's great too. Uh, shout out Sorry, to somebody Andre. who works on Criminal Minds. Um, Andre Ellingson. But the reason I didn't include Criminal Minds is on my list, and somebody else may have, if I'm stepping on anybody's toes. Um, but is uh, my list, I, I was trying to think of the things that had a big impact on me. And, and to be honest, uh, Criminal Minds came out when my kids were really young, and I didn't, uh, I, I watched some <clears> of it, and my kids came along and ruined my ability to watch Honestly, TV. dude, the two oldest things I have are both 10, uh, the two newest things I have are still over 10 years old. So I just want to say, uh, if, if, if Mr. Ellison still happens to be watching this, uh, do not take the exclusion of Criminal Minds off my list. Of yeah. Well, we no. never really picked the big ones. No. I mean, there's a ton of cops. And I think, well, you have to give props to Law & Order. And Law & Order, to me, is very addictive. They have a formula, and it's worked for many, many years. Law & Order, Law & Order SVU. Yeah. Bump, bump, bump. But, man, it gets tiring after a while. Like, you know, I, honest, I love it. And I will say I like this, it though. Too, but I never watch it. Because I get addicted uh, to it. Every blue moon, I'll catch a marathon on, and I'll and that's the problem. I'll sit down and watch it because you want to find out who did it. Because you know, in that last ten minutes, it's not going to be who you thought it was going to be, and it's going to switch up. It's the same thing with House, right? Well, or the other side of it, though. But the problem is, is my wife is an attorney, um, and she hates Law and Order because it doesn't follow proper courtroom procedure. Because proper courtroom procedure isn't exciting, right? And it's the same kind of thing that we it, CSI is problematic because now people have an expectation that courts actually are going to work like CSI, where you're going to have somebody come in with, you know, a paperclip that has a human skin cell on it, and that's too expensive for most court cases to actually do. Right. It's right. great drama. It's not real. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible that it could be done, but none of us want to pay the taxes for that. Okay. It's just let the killers go. Who wants to go first? James went first. I'm going to say, Joe, you go first. Yeah, let's let Joe well, go. Well, there's two or three that I think James is going to take from me, and I don't know if he's going to. Uh, if, if, you, if, if I take any of yours, I will be shocked at it. Really? Yeah, I None think... of mine are obscure. Maybe, maybe one that we have in common. Okay, maybe. so you had a Dennis Leary. I'm going to have a Dennis Leary and start out with one of my favorite <laughs> shows of all time that only lasted... Two half seasons, 18, 19 episodes. I have them on DVD. It's called The Job. Which we talked about in a previous episode. But we didn't talk about as far as television shows, TV shows. Yeah, no, it's Not for police movie shows. Now, so honestly, because I was, I'm going to give you grief. I'm going to give you grief. Did we talk about it? We've talked about The Job on on shows that. Shows that were canceled too soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, forget it then. I'll move on to the next one. Okay, because I was actually going to bring up. No, wait, Joe, hold on real quick. So you're saying the job was canceled, right? So the network canceled the job early. So you could say that they took our job. They took our jobs. Jobs. But um, no, I'm I've got give, another one. I do want to give you a little grief because uh, when I was, because I really did struggle with this list. It was a genuine struggle for me to come up with three. Um, I was going to bring up uh, Cops, the animated series. <laughs> You I knew you were going to. But no, wow. I didn't. I didn't because I brought it. We talked about it in length in the 80s cartoons. Episodes. No, I, I've got another one. I can move right no, on. No, go ahead. No, just... no, I've got another one. Okay. The Shield. I knew that was on my list of ones I knew you would do. Yeah. Would be the Shield. I, have either one of you actually watched it? Nope. 
Vic Mackey is one of the best villains. What? Okay, never mind. What's wrong? No, I just remembered uh, another Michael Chiklis show that I like that I could have brought up because it is a cop show. The Commish. The Commish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody gives a shit about that. Aww. But oh, you don't badmouth the Commish. I'll come through this. The Commish is fantastic. There was a cavalcade of directors who came on because it, the show was created by Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan has written many other shows. I think I can't remember. What, there's a famous series he he was a writer on before he did The Shield. Frank Darabont did some episodes of The Shield. He's really? Used, yeah, that's the reason this mist looks like it does. He learned it from The Shield. The two guys that shot The Shield, where they shoot handheld, mm -hmm. are the ones that shot The Mist. That's how he was able to do it low budget. Oh, wow. He pulled the shooting crew from The Shield that he used because he loved it so much, and that's how he was able to do The Mist for that budget because he could never get it uh, for wow. the budget because of the ending. Frank Darabont, please do another movie. Uh, he's really pissy. We miss you. <laughs> he is. Uh, so, Michael Chiklis, Walton Goggins. I've never seen Walton Goggins before that show. It is a cop show that more than any other blurred the lines between good guys and bad guys. Let me tell you, Vic Mackey is not a good guy. He right. has interesting traits, but as the show goes on, you will find out that there... Dude, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But God, he's an interesting piece of shit. And it's so... I, I don't know how he does it. Michael Chiklis, it's his best acting as far as I'm concerned. How dare you not forget Soldier? I was going to besmeech, uh, besmeech, besmeech. Fantastic Four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say his clobbering time could use some work. Oh, man. But Michael Chiklis makes that character watchable because he is not a good guy. He has fun traits that if you want to say... But I was sitting here going, oh, he's an anti-hero. I don't know that he's an anti-hero. He's a scumbag. And you guys really should watch it. And I, and here's another thing. It was on FX before FX was FX. And yeah. they got away with a lot of crap. Was that on FX? I thought that was Spike. No. Uh, no, it's FX. I think it was FX. Oh, it was geez. a Fox show. There, there, There's even a cameo from the Fox uh, NFL Sunday, Jimmy Johnson. He's, oh, really? he's in a prison cage. He goes, where's Terry? That was a tie-in? Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Well, it's funny. Yeah. Is you it? Know, for me, it was. Okay. <laughs> I like... That's my one manly thing, uh, NFL. That's it. Manly... That and fishing. And I don't really get to fishing What about anymore. NASCAR? You like NASCAR for some reason? I like going to NASCAR races with you all and Craig and okay. Phil. I don't think that's the same thing as liking NASCAR. Okay. Gotcha. No, no, no. It's, uh, what, what's your famous quote, Joe? Let's go ahead and lose all, all NASCAR sponsorship we could have. Oh, Be yeah, no. Yeah, let's go watch everybody drive around in a circle and the same three rednecks win it every time. Yeah. But... <laughs> I do, I do think you should go to a NASCAR race before you die. It's probably like Mardi Gras oh, yeah. and other stuff. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I've it's... had, I've had, I've had a lot of fun and a lot of crying at NASCAR. So you need to be there to watch the opening couple laps. It's so, yeah, when they start up and the bleachers are doing, it's great. It, that's and, fun. and the plane flyover, all that stuff. Really that's cool. That's all fun. Uh, the then spectacle. go somewhere else for about two and a half hours. Live your life. Drunk. Come back. Just ramble oh. around, getting yeah. a fight over a cheeseburger. That's a whole other story. That that didn't happen to me. I want that on the record. I need. <laughs> it didn't happen Plus, to me no. either, and I never got threatened for for peeing on someone. But these are all other yeah, stories yeah, yeah, for another yeah. type of podcast. Anyway, back to the shield. It follows him, and you feel so bad for Walton Goggins' character, who does all these things to himself by following this ball-headed prick blindly. Yeah. What did you just do? 
following a blonde headed <laughs> bald headed prick blindly. Yeah. Is there, a bald, at, is there a bald person in this? Is it, Michael Chiklis. Oh, sorry, I thought you said blind. I thought you were having a NASCAR flashback. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I was so confused. Oh, okay. back to, it was on FX, and I want you to go and watch in certain scenes. I don't even know they get away with now, where a, a character is forced, a male character is forced to perform fellatio on another male character. Wow. I would believe and they, they show they, the spit take. Wow. I, I would believe they wouldn't be able to get away with it if it wasn't for the show Happy. Well, that's true. Happy in that microwave. <laughs> but I do like Happy. I just had a problem with that. I, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Oh, no, no, no. Happy is phenomenal. Is and the fact that that's in there and that it's bothering you, season, it's I've been in the yard. Oh, I didn't know it was out. Yeah, it's out. Cool. So, The Shield, I recommend it. I, I can't believe I don't own it. I, I, I'll see it, and then I go, oh, do I want to spend it? Because it's usually 10 15 20 bucks. Instead of just being $5 on clearance, and I don't know if it's people have forgotten about it, but you don't hear about it as much. But I, I, I love the shield. Cool. All right. So, James, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You go ahead. I'll, I'll bring up the rear this time. All right. Giggity. So, uh, this is going to be my obscure one. All right. I'm going to just list the cast. <laughs> Please say Law and Order. Please say Law and Order. He so, never saw Law and Order. Uh, John Ritter. Uh, Jonathan Winters. Joe Beth Williams. <laughs> Megan Mullally, Robert Gilliam, Ooh. Hector Elizondo, <gasps> Tim Curry, mm. Ed Asner, hey. and the great Buddy Hackett. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Nope. James, you want to take a guess? I have no idea what he's talking about. Hold on, hold on. Um, no, I mean, nothing comes to mind. Fish police. <laughs> oh, you know what was funny earlier today when I was thinking about What's this episode? I'm like, Chad's going to bring up fish plates. <laughs> Did you really? I, yes. And I literally, because I'm like, it's one of the obscure animated shows. And correct me if I'm wrong, that premiered in prime time. Yep. It was a, it was a, it was a, a, a hour long block uh, that premiered at the same time as Family Dog. Yes. I was about to say, because I remember watching it. Family and, Dog came out in 92? Yep. There's no way. It came out in 92. It had to be earlier than that. No, Summer 92. Summer 92, yeah. I'm yeah, not knocking like, you. The reason being is because it came on Amazing Stories in 85, 86. Yeah, it didn't come out until 1992. You can look it up. Yeah. I, well, I believe look you. It up, prove I wrong. believe no, you. No, seriously. And the wrong. only reason I know it's 1992 it's is... It's I believe you. It took I, The Simpsons to get it made, and Simpsons came out in 89, turn around on animation, 92. Hmm. Um, I had no idea. No, seriously, if you wouldn't look it up, because I, I didn't check that. That's what I was saying, look it up. Um, no, so I'm going to list some of the characters uh, that the... So John Ritter, he played... Uh, he was the main character, Inspector Gill. Yep. 1992, right? 93. 93. Okay, sorry. I got it wrong. Um, Jonathan Winters played Mayor, Mayor Cod. Uh, Megan... Oh, hold on. I'm going to skip that. Uh, Robert Gilliam did... Uh, uh, Detective Catfish. Hector Elizondo was the villain. Calamari. You want to guess what type of animal he was? Um, Tim Curry Space. played... Huh? Space suit. Yeah. Tim Curry. Hi, Haley. Uh, played Sharkster. And Buddy Hackett played Krabby, who was a crab taxi driver. Um, all the uh, male characters had fish-like names, except for the women who, for some reason, Joe Beth Williams was Angel. And Megan well, Angel fish was Pearl. Well, yeah, but... That's not really on the nose as the other ones. I'm making you a pearl. <laughs> you want to guess in what special place I put that sand? <laughs> uh, but uh, mm, the th so the thing about fish—it's agitated beauty—is it was canceled fairly quickly. It only lasted six episodes. 
I can't imagine. Um, it was uh, created and written by Janine Romano, who uh, created. Uh, she wrote all the, all, all the that cheese. She uh, she wrote um, she wrote the two thousands uh, versions of My Little Pony, and she wrote an episode of Alf. And oddly enough, again, this falls into how everything in my life ties together in terms of entertainment. Uh, she was uh, started out as an assistant to Robert Zemeckis in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But you hate that movie. You bastard. That's the best movie ever made. Um, here's some of the episodes. It's pretty much, James, a documentary. Here's um, um right there was the, Highlander. Yeah, so all the uh, all the, the episode titles uh, were uh, fish parodies of classic uh, crime noir films. So, Beauty's Only Fin Deep. Oh. The Codfather. The Two Gills. And uh, No Way to Treat a Filady. Fallacy-ady? D. Do you have a fallacy-ady? No, I don't have a fallacy Well, if you find one, give a brother a no. call. So, uh, <laughs> you can find... Uh, by the way, the only place you can find these are on YouTube. Highly recommend you at least check out a, a couple of them. The, the first the first episode's really dark. There's actually a... They, they actually saw... They're, they're working real murder cases, and they're dark as hell. <laughs> they, 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 while they're wrapping up the murder, they're putting the body, the dead body, into a sardine can and wrapping him up <laughs> instead of a body bag. No, nah. because <laughs> so they're fish, like James. Huh? It's kind of like the job in that it's really dark in parts, but played We're also. We're not allowed to talk about the job because we already talked about it, and I get criticized and, for these and, things. No, 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 you're not allowed to talk about the job. I have not talked about the job. Don't take my job. <laughs> As James drinks from a blue cup. Um, I have a red one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, the only the last thing I'll say is it was produced by David Kirshner, Joe. Oh, yeah. David Kirshner gave us Child's Play. And Frailty. And also he produced uh, American Tale. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He also produced um, The Page Master. Oh. So, yeah, he, he did a lot. I noticed he did a lot of animation. Yeah. So, yeah, sadly, it only lasted six episodes, especially with such lines as the name's Inspector Gill. I'm a cop and a carp. <laughs> Why this show didn't last, I don't know. But uh, honestly, when we were talking about we we're going to do cop shows, this is the first one that came to my head. And that's and I struggled with the other two. So, James, Fish Police, beat that. I, I'm going to go with my probably the best known one that I want to talk about, and it's the one that I thought Joe might might use. Um, uh, it's I guess technically it's an anthology series, but I'm going to focus on the first season. Um, that's True Detective. Uh, oh, uh, we're good. Oh, we're yeah, good. We're True good. Detective is great. I almost brought that one up. So I haven't watched know. the third season yet, though. I I to be honest, I only got to watch half of the second season. Uh, I've seen I all the second season, but I'm only. Um, but the interesting part about True Detective is it's it's it belonged on HBO. Oh, yeah. big time! Uh, because it was inspired by HBO. Uh, Nick Pizzolatto, I may be mispronouncing that name. I'm oh, sure you're I totally know. mispronouncing it, but I'm not sure how you say it. Uh, well, anyway, the creator Truman Capote of of that um, Truman Capote had taught at a couple different universities. That he too was faculty. Anyway, Ed too, uh, James. But he actually was inspired by... As soon as he said faculty, I got indigestion. Seriously, that happened. So thank you, James. <laughs> Let's see if he uh, brings it up again about I, how he doesn't I, have to work in the summer. And if he I, does, he gets paid extra thousands of dollars. Yeah, I puked in my mouth a little bit. Continue on drinking that blue... I almost Piss. said something else. Uh, we, I was going to say, we, 
Yeah, um, we faculty, 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 faculty drink out of cups, Chad. Uh, not the sewer or whatever you people drink out of. Anyway, uh, no, he, he sewer was water tastes like Fanta. I'm middle His management, bitch. <laughs> he uh, uh, he had taught at the UNC at Chapel Hill. He taught at DePaul University. And he taught at the University of Chicago. And he actually was inspired to start writing by what is probably the best show ever on TV, except for maybe Breaking Bad, The Wire, The Sopranos, and Deadwood. And he wrote a, a collection of short stories because he was inspired by them, which was published at Between Here and the Yellow Sea, was the name of the book, in 2006. Published a novel in 2010. Is it about a hobo drowning in his own piss? No, it's about a hobo uh, with a shotgun who drowns in his own piss. Ooh, he finally got work as a television writer because he, he kind of was a failed movie writer and TV writer before he took to novels. Um, and he finally got a job working on AMC's The Killing. Yeah. Y'all ever seen The Killing? I've, I tried watching 10 minutes of it and... and, and... And this lady I sometimes live with wasn't interested, so I've never got back to it. Although um, I think that guy can be a good actor, Joel Kinnaman. Well, he he basically credits that for giving him a glimpse into the inner workings so he could rework his ideas for shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but he left two weeks into the writing session for the second season. He was like, no, I've got it, I'm good. Um, and so he actually started True Detective to be a novel. He wanted to go back to being a novel, and... As it took more definite form, he made it into a TV show. And that, that's kind of the, the genesis of the theories. He was also uh, sued for copyright. Yes, that's the other thing. Uh, that other guy's writing's pretty damn close. Mm. Yep, yeah. Uh, he I, actually also has tried to pitch some of his other works to be adapted, and I don't think any of that has happened. Either. I mean, some of the things that Matthew McConaughey's character says, Rustin Cole, yeah. are... Are damn close to this other guy's writing. Wow, well, James and, and Wright. I'm. Yeah, there, I'm not saying he stole it because I really don't. Because I and I think a lot of we've talked to screenwriters before that there's just a lot of ideas. Yeah, and whoever gets it there and. Well, how I mean, to South Park, The Simpsons did it. Yeah. Well, as I say, and and you look at movies like Deep Impact and Armageddon, they're not the same film, but they're the same general idea. Yeah, it's just some of the dialogue Volcano is pretty and close. Dante's Peak. Volcano and, and, and what's Dante's the other one? Dante's Dick. Dante's Peak. Dick. Um, that Peak being Dick. said, the other part about him, speaking of the writing, is he, he is known a little bit in some circles as being a very private writer in that most shows will have an assistant writer or has a collaborative writing process, he has always turned that down. He says that he, he works in what he calls a novelistic approach, which mm -hmm. doesn't work with most other writers. Uh, but that being said, True Detective is the first season, is the show that actually, I mean, I, I, I missed the first episode. I went back and caught it just for background noise originally, and then I just got sucked in. I wanted to know oh, what yeah. happened. I wanted to know... Who did what? Um, you know, the, the casting of it was pretty, I think, inspired. Uh, the, the the fact that McConaughey got the role because of the Lincoln lawyer is, is weird, um, but okay. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good movie. Movie. Lincoln Lawyer's a good I, movie. I've never seen it. It's pretty good. But, I, but I, I, when I watched the Lincoln Lawyer... Have you ever seen Jaws? Overrated. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Um, may have destroyed interesting cinema, but it's a pretty good picture. Jaws the Revenge. Uh, 
it which, blows up. Which one? Which one is the one with Michael Caine? It draws Jaws the revenge. revenge and Mario okay, freaking Van Peebles, creator of Posse. Yeah, Posse, yeah, right? Posse. You said Posse. Paul. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. Like they're chasing someone. Posse. Like not a, like a dog severed foot in a body of water. Posse. But <laughs> not to be confused, what I usually chase. <laughs> Despair. Oh, yeah, that's oh, good fun. one, James. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, anyway, uh, by the way, it is filmed in Louisiana, and if I remember correctly, it takes place in Louisiana. But originally, it was written to take place in Arkansas. Just that makes Houston. sense. Yeah. Um, Half dozen. Uh, and it does have it, Alexand- Alexandria Dadaria. Dada- 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 um, yeah. Bay- oh. Baywatch. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible movie. Oh, that's terrible. But you know, it was who, shot on thirty-five millimeter film too. I thought you'd find that interesting. I didn't know, oh, that. I didn't know that. It's they so shot on thirty-five millimeter film. They wanted it to have that feeling. It's supposed to have a modern crisp feeling. Man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. She's in it. Yeah, she's in <laughs> it. She's too. got a good scene. <laughs> she's a good actress. Yeah, that scene in that courthouse. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the and the artwork. That's the other thing. Yeah. That True Detective has, if you go back and watch it and notice the artwork, the chair, uh, they use a lot of meshes. A lot there's of some like squeak, that. yeah, artwork, but there's some squeaks coming from Chad's chair. <laughs> anyway, they created a hundred individualized, <laughs> individualized sculptures. Yeah, for that show. Yeah, all of them looking like the Blair Witch. <sighs> Those. That's actually the that's. I mean, honestly, when I saw him for the first time, I'm like, ah, Blair, Blair Witch. <laughs> if you all, if you all knew your history, though, they're actually they're called Devil's Nest, and they've existed for a long time. But I saw him yeah. in the Blair Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. We learned it in the Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, I be honest with you, Blair Witch. This is why you, uh, you all. Uh, that needs to be our next episode. Sequels but, that people hate that I like. And I, would, too. I will defend Book of Shadows. Half of it shot in the director's backyard. I still de- will defend it. Okay. <laughs> Joe Berlinger. So anyway, that's my mainstream pick. You Look don't go back traveling on about your nonsense now. Is it my turn now? Yeah, it's your turn. I'm going to steal this one before James steals it from me. At the time this came out, even though it was considered a comedy, police people or policemen or police women, police folk in New York City said it was actually the closest that closest show that ever came to actually the mundane work of being a police officer in an office. Oh, I, I, this was on the I Know Joe's going to talk about I this. can't pass it up. I thought you'd take it away from me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to do the spinoff. Barney Miller. Oh yeah, Barney Miller. Barney Miller. Yeah. I, we <laughs> watched three years ago. We watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, and I loved it even more than I did when I was a kid. As a kid, I thought, oh, this is funny, and there's a laugh track and whatnot. But does it have a laugh track? Yeah, it does. Okay, it ran for eight seasons. Wow. It starred Hal Linden. That's okay. Max Gale. Max Gale went on to do several different movies. He's been a character actor throughout most of his mm-hmm. life. Ron Glass. Rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace. Max Gale, by the way, is the only... Is Mal Linden still alive? I don't know. Ron Glass, rest in peace. He went on to do something called Firefly, but nobody ever heard of it. This is one of your buddies who has one of your favorite lines in television history, James. Stephen Landsberg. 
Do you know? Yep. Where, do you remember who? What line it is? Uh, give her my best. I already gave you my best. That's the line you you quoted to me. You said it's one of your favorite lines. Do you remember just, telling me this? It's, it's a great line. The delivery in that scene, and that's what I was going to say. The reason that if you didn't talk about it, I was going to squeeze it in at the end. Is the reason I think that works, and the fact that you said, you know, the officers identified it as being, even though it's a comedy, as being pretty accurate to the mundane nature, is unlike a lot of shows that tried to do the sitcom plus workplace thing at that time. Yeah. Um, those characters all have backstories. They and do all have backstories. And go ahead, James. I was going to tell you. And they're, they're, they're kind of deep. I mean, they're that scene of basically the setting up that line is his what could have been moment. It's somebody that he could have married and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And this married, obviously, to somebody now. And they meet up and have dinner or something and she's getting ready to leave and say, and, and she know he knows the husband as well. And, um, yeah, it's that line. It's as she says, should I give him your best? I already and, did. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a great and line. It, it's just, takes all the air out of the room for half a second and then it just ends. It goes I, on. It, it pause. It doesn't linger. It doesn't do that silly sitcom thing of watching her slowly walk. No, it's over. It's just, that's just live. Steve went, yeah, he did some cameos in some shows. He's in a cameo of Golden Girls, and he acted in a few movies. I didn't realize he was also a stand-up comedian. He came on after Jack So, right around that time. Jack So uh, uh, was the Asian character, and he died of cancer midway through the show. And they actually have a whole episode dedicated to him where they're actually out of character. Oh, really? And they go back <clears throat> through some of their favorite memories and stuff because he died midway through. We also had Abe Vigoda was on the show. Abe Vigoda, people remember him on it, but he actually was probably only in it three seasons before he got his own spinoff. What was that spinoff? Fish. Fish. Fish, that's right. I think that only lasted one season. He came back and did a few episodes after that. There's 170 episodes. All, 13, all but 13 are filmed exclusively on that one set. Yeah. Where other sitcoms, you're right, James, they would go back to their families and other things like that. Almost all Barney Miller episodes were in that one room. It was actually one of the few TV shows to just do that one room that they set up. And I didn't realize this. Um, all of the things. Right. A rare and unusual departure from a conventional TV series. The production was deliberately staged as a theatrical play, usually only one set, included the squad room, the office, and occasionally the bathroom. The bathroom would lead to a lot of jokes as it would go through the seasons. Um, actually, the 12th Precinct hadn't existed, which is where it takes place since 1910 in New York, but apparently there's a whole episode of Castle where they rebuilt it. Oh, really? I would like to see it now. I like Nathan Fillion, but I've never really watched Castle. Yeah. Uh, just because... There's a shit ton of television, and I can't watch and it it's all. It's just another one of those procedural shows. I guess. Yeah. I've watched an episode or two. It was fine. Like I said, I like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, but, yeah. but Barney Miller was ahead of its time. It lasted seven, eight seasons, and I, I now even enjoyed it. I also didn't realize that they wanted to do a movie. And this was actually while the show was on it, but it never took place. They never could get it oh, well, done. And they were going to do it with the cast. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a I don't have a deep uh, connection to Barty Miller like you did, but I will say that when I did watch the show, I, it hooked me in every time. I just never have gone back and watched. It was on MeTV, so we DVR'd them, and they would do the one yeah. at evening, one at night, and they showed them in order, in chronological order, and we went through them all. I guess in a year wow. or something in it. And I, I I'd sit down and watch it right now. 
And the least interesting thing was anything with he and his wife, and they invented, and she really was on it at first, and then they kind of phased it phased out. Phased out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that part of it. Yeah, it's a good show. All right. Yeah, the coffee wasn't good, though. The coffee wasn't good. That was the ongoing joke. Yeah, I remember that, too. And actually, the episode that's dedicated to him after Jack So died, they all have a coffee cup at the end. Yeah. Wow. So, I guess I'll go on to my second pick. So, I picked uh, the serious crime drama for my first pick, and I'm going to pick the zany. Reno 911. Oh, son of a... We can talk about this one. That's why, honestly, this is why I struggled with it, because I thought James was going to pick it. <laughs> I, I went with True Detective first, but I'm afraid one of y'all were going to get to it first. But no, yeah. no, no. Uh, let's talk. You, you we'll talk. I thought you'd one. take Barney Miller from me. Be honest about it. No, we'll well, take it was on one. my list, but I knew you would do. But no, I love Reno 911. I've got yeah. the complete series. I've got Reno 911 Miami. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, okay. It's one of my favorite. It's one Can of my. Can you all tell shows. me why I don't find it funny? Because you have Cause a sense you, of humor. You're an inbred hill, Jack. I'll go with Chad's answer. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was too far. I went too Yeah, that's far. that's too that's that's too much hatred yeah. on the Hilljacks I'll because take, they have a sense of humor. I will take a lot of criticism. <laughs> yeah. was, this show was huge among the real Hilljack community. I, I watched the movie. I, I don't. The movie's hilarious. Everything about this show was funny. I guess. Like there's a there's a one scene. There's one of my one of my favorite episodes is where they're actually doing a. I believe they're doing a cops. They're they're doing a cops uh, style show and they're they're so it's. It's kind of a weird premise, and they're on top of a trailer trying to save a cat, and they drop the cat into an air conditioning unit, and it's blood splats all against the wall. I still, I'm laughing now thinking about it. Dude. Like, no, you know, one of my, and it's a dumb word. For play. those people listening, I'm not laughing. It's a dumb wordplay, but one of my favorite scenes, and I think it's from one of the very early episodes. I need to sit down and watch all these. Again. Yeah, I do um, too. They're they're going through a drive through, and and so a little bit about the show is. Some of it was scripted, but a lot was ad lib. Yeah, and so it was improv. Some of it, and they're going through a drive-through, and it's this taco place or whatever. And the the actress who is playing the lady at the drive-through is acting really nervous and all that stuff. And they're like, "Here's your order. Check and make sure it's right." No, well, no, we, we trust you. And they're pulling away, and they go in. They start. He starts handing the other guy a taco, and this note falls out, and it just says, uh, "There's two armed men inside." And um, Cedric Yarborough, I think, plays it, reads it and goes, oh, yeah, of course there's two armed men. That'd be really hard to make tacos with one hand. <laughs> and I don't know That's why. Funny. But That's every funny. time I hear it, and you can literally see they're pulling away. They don't stop. They don't do anything. He reads the note, and, and the first thing out of his mouth, like, well, it'd be really hard to make tacos with one hand. And he drives up, and I, I, that was ad-lib. That was, you know, they were just given that to respond to. And that's all he says. And I, and then the, there's an ep, entire episode with Kenny Rogers that is funny from beginning to end because um, Carlos, I forget his last name. Carlos Ellis Rocky. Carlos Ellis Rocky's funniest thing is doing Gene Wilder. Well, he, on well, Bob and Tom. He's also did. A, he was the voice of Rocco on Rocco's Modern Life. But yes, the the, the his impersonation of Gene Wilder is spot on it is spot flipping by the way he was the one that they said was the hardest to work with because he couldn't stop laughing sometimes he got fired from the show didn't he no he well and that's the other thing i'll talk about that he ended up leaving because they they didn't know they were going to get another season and if you look at when the show aired there was almost sometimes a year and a half between seasons yeah and so brought in new recruits um 
But it, it was the plot of the last season. Yeah, and it was created by Thomas. Let's let's not leave them out. Thomas okay. Lennon and Robert Ben Garant or Garant. I'm sorry. Um, who are an amazing screen? Uh, they're they're amazing. Screen well, they're very writers. successful screenwriters. Yeah. I don't I, honestly. Their book on screenwriting, How to Get Rich in Hollywood, is one of the smartest, well-written books, and actual helpful books. Even though it sounds like a joke of of <clears throat> writing in a Hollywood, the four quadrant. Right. Hit all the buttons system. I I think I don't know. There's better, but in fact, I'll give them credit. During the commentary for Baby Driver, Edgar Wright gives them credit for some of the things he did. Right. For Baby Driver, trying to sell it from their uh, book. Wow. The the Kenny Rogers episode, the funniest part, and and you can tell that they basically just told him to ad lib with Kenny Rogers. Uh, he goes off on an entire tirade where he was like, I don't know why you keep saying and, and Kenny Rogers looks over at him and goes, what? And he goes, gambler movies are way better than any music you've ever seen. You should totally just give, give up singing and be an actor. And Kenny Rogers doesn't know what to say. Like there's just this flustered moment and, and so much of it was improv and that's what made it cool to me. Um, yeah, the imp- the improv was amazing. Just just not knowing where they were going to go, and but yeah, go ahead, James. They, so do you know? Did, I don't know how much research you did on. Did you look up any of the production history because no. it screwed up? No, please do the history because I haven't had a chance to do a lot of research. Okay, on it, so, so go for it. I first encountered most of the cast. A lot of people will say the state. I didn't grow up with the state. I'm Neither sorry. did I. I didn't either. But it um, it does have a cult following. It does. And well, like everyone who came out of the state, am I wrong? Were all successful. Yeah. And oh and, yeah, yeah. There, there's well, and so the state and Thomas made them, said it was excruciating. Gave them, a, gave them a huge cult following. But where did I encounter them? The spinoff that nobody remembers of the state, which was called Viva Variety. Oh, I remember Viva yeah. Variety. And, and it was based on a skit that was done in the state, and basically it was about this old timey failing won't give it up variety show and it stars much of the same cast that's in reno 911 and that was a mistake what's funny about that is though is that they were seen as being somewhat successful be variety never got big but enough people love the state that fox approached them and said hey hey we want we, we want you to do a pilot chad doesn't have a head i'm sorry <laughs> what he moved out of frame oh well, he wasn't using it anyway. Um, anyway, so the they, they did this pilot for Fox. And Isn't this your they, show? No, we, we, but we both agree for it. And I didn't do the research, so I want James to go So you guys it. are going to tag team? Yes. Reno 911? Yes. Tag team. Man. Tag team, back again. Um, anyway, uh, they did this pilot, and originally... Cedric Yarborough was going to be the the main star of this show. It was all set to go and everything. And then Fox came in and said, no, we don't want the pilot. Right before it even filmed. They didn't even let it let them film it. So to their credit, they went back to Fox and said, listen, uh, we've written everything. We know you don't want it anymore. But can we still use the money that you were going to give us for the work we've already done and try something else? And Fox, literally having nothing to lose, went, yeah, sure, do that. So that's why it's kind of based on cops. Because the original idea was, we'll just do these bridging things 
we'll do uh, basically a cops type show where the cops will be the interspacing between the different skits. Oh, okay. And it will be kind of a parody of cops, but Fox will love it because they love to air cops. Um, air cops. <laughs> air cops, by the way. Patent that. That's an idea. Um, Bonehead presents air cops. Oh my God, he's coming from the air. No, so what say, happened that was fat man's breathing started, too hard. <laughs> they used Damn. this leftover money and they started filming. But uh, Robert Ben Grant realized something. What? The cops were funnier than any of their skits. Yeah. So they they still had the people. Uh, they still had Cedric Yarbrough because he was supposed to be in this thing. And basically, they broke for the weekend and said, everybody go home and create your own officer character and come back Monday. We're filming some. And they filmed what kind of was the first episode. Fox passed on it for one reason. Because in the first episode, Lieutenant Dangle, who is played by Thomas Lennon, kisses another guy. Right. And Fox went, well, we can't air that. We can air cops where people, but we can't air that. Um, so they, and that did end up making it into the comedy central pilot and all that stuff. But so they took that footage, they held on to it. And two years later, comedy central greenlit Reno 911 based on something that Fox passed on. And that's kind of the history of it. Uh, they set it in Reno because it was cheap to film there. Uh, they did a lot of that stuff, um, on the cheap. Um, and they did a lot of stuff. Uh, the way they filmed was they would do 10-hour days and film everything in a scene and then improv the rest of the stuff. So anything that had to be like the bookmark, the beginning episode, the end to set everything up, they would film all at once, and they filmed it in a 10-hour day. So a bunch of the stuff that's the opening of a show and a closing of a show was actually shot all at the same time. Wow. For A lot of one season was filmed all at once. All right. So there you go. No, and, uh, that's you know, history. Just, you know, to mention the cast. So the main cast, Cedric Arborough, Niecy Nash, Robert Ben Thomas Lennon, Carrie Kenny, Carlos Alice Rocky, and then Wendy McClendon Covey, who were all fantastic. Each one of them brought their own unique comedy style to it, and they're all amazing. But then you, you talk about the uh, outlying supporting characters who would appear every now and then or, you know, in random spots. Nick Swarson, Toby Hutt. Oh, yeah, and his character was some of the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oranges, man. Who's out here selling oranges? <laughs> but Toby Huss, who, uh, personal favorite from Carnival. Joe Latrulio from uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everybody knows him from that now. Uh, Ian Roberts, who, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's just an amazing uh, character actor. Uh, Jim Rash, who um, usually always played some sexpot character in the show. And he is actually one of the writers of one of the most depressing Oscar winners ever, The Descendants. Yeah, well, he and the other guy, they're, they're a writing team. Yeah, and if you, you would know Jim Rash as he was the one that mocked Angelina Jolie during the Oscars. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and Patton Oswalt, it, and it goes on and on. Keegan-Michael Key was in here, for God's sakes. Um, yeah, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, but all these characters came in and did one little piece, and each one was just as funny as the next one. So everything about this show was amazing. Well, and, and one of my favorite cutaway gags, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it was the end of the season or whatever, and they talked about, they were basically making fun of the idea that, you know, this idea would live on beyond, beyond them or they could recast this and still make it work. And it cuts to the sheriff's station with, quote-unquote, new versions of them. And, like, Martin Mole is new Dangle. 
Uh, Lorenzo Lamas is the new Garcia. Uh, Wayne Brady is the new Jones. Lou Ferrigno is the new Junior. Sean Young is the new Weigel. I mean, and so they would get these people to do cameos because it was basically just walk in, put on a uniform, we'll shoot you, you're done, you're done, that's it. So they did a lot of the things like that. So if you like weird, obscure cameos, they did that stuff all the time. And and like I said, I just love the improv and all that stuff. So yeah, no, the re- 30911 was great. Yep. Just great. All right. Whose turn? Well, I technically, that was my pick, but James chimed in. So I'd say, James, do you want to give it to Joe? No, yeah, you go ahead, go. Joe. I mean, I've, I've only got one more. I've only got one more, too, so um, Joe, go for well, it. Well, James kind of stole a little bit of mine earlier. I, I um, Actually, I like Brooklyn um, Nine-Nine, but I never get to watch it. Oh, see, I, I, love Brook- I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just chose not to do it because, um, because I want to talk about Reno. No, and I haven't finished the last three seasons. But honestly, I want to read, honestly, I just want to read some of this cast to you. Dominic West, Idris Elba, Lance Reddick, Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead, Michael Kenneth Williams, you'll remember him as Chalky from uh, yeah. Boardwalk Empire, yeah, yeah. Michael B. Oh, Jordan. I know what you're doing. That's just a few. I yeah. can keep on going yeah. from The Wire. Yeah, yeah. The Wire may be the very best cop show ever made. I think that's popular opinion. I've never seen it, so I can't say anything. Oh, oh, better than Police Squad? <laughs> it's better than Police... Uh, well, I don't know, man. I better really, than Law and Order? Honestly, I didn't Ta-ta. think about doing Police Squad until you just mentioned it. I should have. I I, I came close, but I was like, no, Joe will obviously I, I, Police As squad. did I. It was almost on my list. I, I, I didn't think about it, and I think it's because I had the naked gun on my head that I didn't do Police Squad. And by the way, Police Squad probably should have only lasted that long yeah yeah i don't give me there's some great jokes i in think that. that show would have gone stale quick Quick. it's a good movie but it's been compared to the works of dickens and dostoevsky and lauded as the greatest television program ever but the triumph of the wire is how it tells the story of a decaying city of baltimore through the lives of police drug dealers politicians children and the disposed the greatest thing about the wire is that each season concentrates on one particular piece of Baltimore. One season's about the politics. One season's about the cops. One season's about the teachers. One season is about uh, news, the newspaper and the media. Hold on, I gotta, I'm... And that's what I think makes it so interesting. David Simon, it almost got canceled several times. David Simon was a creator and a writer. In fact, they really thought about doing another season, but he moved on and did Trim. Am I saying that mm-hmm. correctly? For HBO, which I've never actually only probably watched a few minutes of. He's a fantastic writer. If you ever get to see him interviewed, he is an ex- a, quite an intelligent man. Yeah, and David Simon David Simon has a, a strong affiliation with Baltimore. His uh his show previous to The Wire was a show called and I can't believe I didn't think about this one until just now, Homicide Hot, Life, Hot on the which street. is another fantastic show. Yeah. Which was um, uh, pre- executive produced, and the pilot was shot by Barry Levinson. Yeah, I mean, everything about Homicide Life... Uh, Who was also from Baltimore. Yeah, everything about uh, Homicide Life on the Street was an amazing show, and uh, it starred, uh, oh my God, Andre from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andre Brower. Thank you. David Simon actually was a beat reporter in oh, Baltimore. He was he was He was a journalist, so it stands the reason of how he ended up his career. But if you guys ever get a chance to, and I know I'm not talking about The Wire now, but I mean, I don't know what you can say about The Wire 
that hasn't already been said. I, I don't think it's the greatest television show ever made. That's that's a right. hell of a statement. I, and besides that, it's really hard for me not to give it to Breaking Bad. I know people do it all the time, and it sounds cliche. <laughs> no. But I, if you put a gun to my head, I don't know what's better than Breaking Bad. Hogan's Heroes. I'm serious. What's better than Breaking Bad is the guy that watched it. Man, I don't know. I mean, Breaking Bad was a good show. I, I don't know if it's the... Man. But don't, I, I mean, it's an I impossible have, question, I, Chad. I, I, yeah, what what, is, really more, what is more Brian unique? Hold on, James. Talking about, what? Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, Brian Cranston talking about Breaking Bad in his book, A Life in Parts, made me want to watch the show. And I'm going to watch the show. I'm I can't believe me show. talking about it for the last 20 years hasn't made you want to watch the show. I'll Dude, you told me to do so many different things. And then after spending a night in that Tijuana prison, I ain't doing it. Uh, but listen, the, uh, Garcia treated you right. <laughs> he, was, he was a thorough. The lover. Guatemalan uh, herpes was just part of the package, sir. You didn't order but, it. It came with a meal. <laughs> but what I, what I was going to say is, um, after, after listening to his book, A Life in Parts and things like that, and he, he did the things like reading that. of it. It's really good. That being said, I wanted to watch it. Because I always knew him as Hal. I'm hearing him take going from Hal and Malcolm in the Middle to that, and and the fact that it's linked to a, a X Files episode that he did for Vince Gilligan yeah. ten years prior. And Vin, Vince Gilligan's being, another smart guy, but go oh, ahead. Yeah. That being said, um, I think the problem with saying anything is the greatest show ever, and where I always cringe to that is that that's kind of to me it's kind of like saying something's the greatest book ever one of my favorite novels of all time is crime and punishment it is not a novel i pick up any given time because i may not be in the mood for it oh the good old c and p oh god when you say C &P, <laughs> you know what i wanted to say cock and petulance <laughs> those are the I, two I, words i thought I just, of cock and petulance i just assumed that was going to be chad's proposal for a business where you can pay to watch people use the restroom but whatever <laughs> Human impermanence. Um, anyway, so I, I think that's where I always, whenever somebody says this is the greatest, whenever this anybody says this is the greatest X, whatever X is the greatest song. No, you're greatest, right. It depends on my mood. Man. You're absolutely Cause, I mean, right. Because when you said Breaking Bad is the greatest episode, uh, greatest show, I, you know, automatically I go, well, what about True Detective? What about, I'm sorry, not True Detective. What about Game of Thrones? What about, uh, I love Game of what, Thrones. What about Deadwood? What about, I love Deadwood. You know, I, and I love I love Deadwood. I I really really love parts. And and if I'm in the right mood, Boardwalk Empire is great. Oh man, Boardwalk Empire is fantastic. But there's a ton of shows. But, I, but I'm telling you, if so, yeah, you put yeah. a gun to my head, I agree with both of you. I don't know that there's any such thing as the best thing ever. Yeah. But if you put a gun to my head and tell and said right now, tell me the most interesting show or the best show that you think you may have seen i would say it's probably breaking bad yeah now now we're talking about the wire yeah. however a lot of people if you put a gun to their head say the wire. uh del toro stephen king barack obama eric holder there's a good story about eric holder asking david simon for another season and david simon if you know anything like i said earlier is very smart very intellectual intellectual guy eric holder was uh was he is what it wasn't the prosecutor in chief under Obama, but he was the attorney general, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said, That's great, I'll do another season if you'll take a few minutes and and fix this whole thing where we've got all these people who are in this for bullshit drug crimes in prison right now. They yeah. didn't get back to him. No, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's isn't that great? Isn't that great? That's you said the attorney general if you'll fix the bullshit uh, yeah. 
uh, drug crimes that some yeah. of these people were in here for marijuana. I'll, 15 I'll years. That. 15 years in some places. Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. Right. But anyway, now we're getting off on a political point. But just to give you an example of how smart a man is, that, that's him. And it's a, Now, I don't think it's the world's most exciting show. It's very, it's very slow and methodical. Right? It's very slow. It's very methodical. And some episodes are better than others. But they're all drawn out, well-built, three-dimensional characters. Little fingers in it. I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, uh, Ian Cunningham? Cunningham? No, that's the other guy. Wait, who's Littlefinger? Oh, that guy, Littlefinger. He's yeah. dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. James got his finger up his nose if you're watching the YouTube No, alert. it's on my lip. This is up my nose, Joe. Learn your learn your biology, anatomy. anatomy. You learned your anatomy. anatomy. You did biology. You did my bitch ass up. <laughs> All right, so who's next? I'll, I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way. Just, I don't have a lot to say about we it. Because we got to wrap this thing up I'm eventually. I'm really kicking myself on the ass for not kicking myself on the ass. Whatever, for not, not thinking of homicide. Um, Ripper Street on Netflix. Uh, uh, it's yeah. it's it's an entertaining show for me because I like time, I like period pieces. I do too, but I couldn't make it through the first season. I've, I've, Even though I love the actors, yeah. I mean, what's his face? Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones is an amazing. Who, actor. by the way, Dark Tower. Yes, uh, if you don't know, uh, he just got ta- he just got cast as the lead for the Dark Tower series that's coming to Amazon. Who's he playing? They never said who he's playing. Is I, he is he playing the Dark Man? I don't know. Is he playing Randall Flag? No, they said he's playing the main hero. He's not. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So it, it's up in the air. They he's never, a great actor. They said he was cast as the lead for uh, the Dark Tower, but never. But also Matthew McFadden, who was uh, in Joe's favorite uh, interpretation of the Three Musketeers. Uh, <laughs> he, he played. <laughs> he was a sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, and he was in Frost Nixon. Um, he's a good actor. But yeah, and so it takes place directly after the uh, Jack the Ripper murders and the police precinct to basically fail to capture him. And there it's basically their day-to-day activities in the police force has nothing really to do with Jack the Ripper. And I've only seen the first season. And, and again, it's a show I wanted to watch. But Does it happened. get better? It gets better. Um, and I mean, I, I was I, I, I couldn't get into Pinky. I was thinking of other I, period shows that I oh, thought were I boring. Pinky I couldn't get into Pinky Blinders. God, all. I'm obsessed with Well, that. I was about to say, the, but... The, Speaking of Ripper Street and just coming from the wire, I think Ripper Street, the first season at least, is another one of those shows that is slow. It is. It's very like slow. if you if you want a law and order, you're going to know everything by the end of the episode, and it's going to be the guest star that did it. Um, then sure, sure, you watch Law and Order, but I, I, that's not the type of show Ripper Street is. Yeah, um, the only the only episode that I'll ever criticize is the one with the the kid gang. That that one was a boring episode that I barely got through, but um, everything about Ripper Street uh, hooked me. Um, it was written and created by Richard Warlow. Um, he wrote an, he wrote a few episodes of Waking the Dead. Um, hold on, I got a uh, crap. Do do do. So I want. Do. Uh, he was the development executive for a show. He he really hasn't done a lot other than. Um, uh, Ripper Street. He was the develop- development executive for a movie called Thunderpants. Which, which is uh, a kid had that earlier. Uh, it's an 11-year-old boy's amazing ability to break wind leads him to first to fame and then to death row before it helps him fulfill his ambitions of becoming an astronaut. That is the movie. And who, does it, who does it star, Chad? Do you know? Uh, I know. I don't know who. It stars uh, Ron. 
Oh, uh, Rupert, Rupert Grant. Grant. But it also, I didn't see, I never even looked at the cast. Paul Giamatti, Ned Beatty, Stephen Fry, Sam, Simon Callow. Now I kind of want to go and see Thunderpants. You should. <laughs> uh, he was also the CG artist for Red, the Bruce Willis movie. Uh, other than that, Ripper Street was his only thing that he's done. And in honest opinion, it's a great crime show that is also a period piece. So that was my last pick was Ripper Street. And I, your last. I, I've got actually I've got two, but one I'm going to talk about really quick. I didn't want to bring up Police Squad because I kind of assumed Joe would. I'm I, gonna bring I really up, beat myself up that I did. Honestly, it didn't occur to me. I'm going to bring up Police Squad's successor. So Police Squad was kind of a parody of the cop receipt. It is a parody. It it, it yeah, basically yeah. if you watch the Naked Gun, a third of the jokes in the Naked Gun were originally in Police Squad. Well, so that right. was kind right. of of its time. It was mocking kind of the 70s. And Joe Dante directed two or three of the episodes, if I. The, the 1670s Dragnet style yeah. police procedural. Well, cop movies changed. And with them, we got a, a parody that was a little less slapsticky. And that would, of course, be Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. I knew he was going to say Sledgehammer. I didn't know he was going to bring up Sledgehammer. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Sledgehammer. That's a little harder to find, by the way. Um, yeah, you can find it, but yeah. So basically, this was a parody-ish or a critique of the Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry top cops yep. that had became popular. So they took basically a lot of the the uh, I guess the feelings <laughs> of Police Squad and they applied it to kind of that. Uh, so Sledgehammer, yeah, that's the name of the officer. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the way, in Japan, it was translated to I Am Hammer. Uh, uh, but it was created by New World Television, who, by the way, at this time, owned Marvel Comics. So if you're a serious collector, there is a two-issue limited series of Sledgehammer. In the second issue, he has to catch somebody that is impersonating Spider-Man. Um, was that on a network? Because it's really low budget. It was ABC, and that's the story behind it. So I thought you'd find this fascinating, Joe. I know who the creator is. He, I, think, I can't think of the creator's name, but he does trailers from hell, which is also... Al, yeah. Alan Spencer Alan was Spencer. the creator. Mm -hmm. And Alan Spencer, so a little bit about him, he does everything that I wish I had the guts to do. When he was 14, he snuck onto the set of a movie to see somebody he considered his hero. The movie set, actually two of his heroes, the movie set was Young Frankenstein. Yep. He wanted to see Mel Brooks work. But he struck it. Uh, he, he Marty Feldman spotted him sneaking mm -hmm. in, led him, befriended him, and he Marty he, he told, talked to Marty Feldman about how much he loved his British stuff. And he goes, nobody remembers any of that kid. And he was fourteen at the time. But Marty Feldman had started writing comedy when he mm -hmm. was fourteen. Right. And they, they what? Right, right, right. Now we're agreeing with you. And if you get a chance, watch his trailers from hell, where he does commentary for uh, Young Frankenstein. And the other thing was he, he also befriended Charlie Kaufman. Um, yeah. And do you know the story about here? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Andy Kaufman. I screwed that up. Andy Kaufman, yeah. And do you know the story about what how he befriended Andy Kaufman? Just tell it. Because it's an Andy Kaufman story. Um, Andy Kaufman invited him over because one of Andy Kaufman's obsessions was um, oh, she people's court. And Andy Kaufman had recorded 20 hours of people's court. And he sat him down and they watched 20 straight hours of people's court. 
because Andy Kaufman was obsessed with people's court. I say all that to say this is the guy that created this show. And to give you a little bit of the thing, um, it, it existed. HBO was originally going to do it, so this would have been in HBO's early days. Um, but they approached. Um, I'm having a, a brain freeze. Let me find it in my notes. Um, Leonard Stern, and Leonard Stern was one of the producers of Get Smart, and they wanted a more adult version of Get Smart to help HBO. And basically, Leonard Stern said. I got nothing. There's this kid that has a script called Sledgehammer. You should totally pick that up. HBO, when it looked read it, said, okay, we've got some uh, script changes we want, and here's the casting we want. They wanted either Rodney Dangerfield, because <laughs> um, Spencer had already wrote for Rodney Dangerfield, too. They knew mm -hmm. each other. And so they said, we want Rodney Dangerfield in it. Uh, or you can have, let me see, who, who was the other person that they wanted? Joe Piscopo. Those were the two options they gave. Wow. And that didn't happen, obviously. So at the time he took it, um, ABC was the bottom-ranked network at the time. Yeah. They were looking for anything. And conveniently, he had something. He quickly retooled it to a half-hour thing, it, assuming he would get one season. It lasted two. Matter of fact, if you watch the, the, it, uh, the season finale of the first season, it ends where there shouldn't be another season because they didn't assume they would get one. Um, but a little bit about the character. Uh, one of the things to tell you about the, uh, a little bit about what type of the character was, about how he was notably, like, he described himself as stubborn, narrow-minded, opinionated, sexist, and reactionary. And those were how, that's how the character described himself on screen. Um, one of the, the lines, uh, there's a scene where, you know, a, another person, basically his partner, who is female, says, you know, should all women just be barefoot and pregnant? And his response back is, no, they should wear shoes. Um, I guess it's funnier when they said it on the show. Mm -hmm. He drives a lime green Dodge St. Regis with a bumper sticker that says, I love the violence, and it's real with bullet holes. Uh huh. Um, so. That's the, uh, he, he, he funded a charity called Toy Guns for Tots. Uh, it was very much a critique and a comedy based on those dirty, hairy type characters. Yeah, I don't know that it, I, it's funny that it lasted two seasons because it probably shouldn't even. And, you know, it's one of those ideas that you're not going to get eight years out of. Uh, and but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's a really weird show. He talks to uh, the gun. The gun talks to him sometimes. Yeah, it's and basically it's it? full of chauvinism and all the stuff that you would kind of think about. The interesting part about it was it does have a cult following. Yeah. Um, not quite as much as Police Squad, but the the guests that they got to be in it, and it just so happened that Peter Gabriel's song Sledgehammer came out about the same time. But much like with Police Squad having those cameos, it had cameos from some big people of the day, uh, Adam Ant, the musicians in it. Bill Bixby has a cameo. Um, uh, Norman Fell has a cameo. Davy Jones, Brian James, Clint Howard, Sid Haig. They all just have these cameos, and, and if you're not in on the joke, it doesn't matter much like the police book. So there were all these different guest appearances and things like that in Sledgehammer. So it's one that's kind of forgotten compared to Police Squad. I want to bring it up. I want to quickly bring up one more. I was about to say, we're running a little low on time. I, I know, I know. And and you, you got to take your ass to all bills. Um, <laughs> Well, why does it have to work tomorrow? 
I do too. I just don't go into. I feel like it. Uh, anyway, the, uh, there's that oh, that uh, indigestion again, throwing up in my uh, there it is. arthritis anyway. out of that pinky so far up yeah. his ass. I didn't. No, they're both here. They use them for rotten. Um, anyway, the uh, without a G. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I don't have to. Anyway, it's it's a G thing. Um, I, I yes, we were James. talking about police shows, and I didn't. So it wouldn't include Sherlock, but there's one other show I wanted to bring up. That's vaguely connected to police shows. It's not American. Uh, there was an American version made. But then why the cracker. hell are we talking about it? it ain't American. Cracker. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You've never seen Cracker? Go watch Cracker. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel with, like uh, I with Cracker. Um, the American version. Say okay. Cracker one more time. Call they me Cracker one it. more time. They made it a Saltine. little bit too commercialized when they made it for an American audience, but the British one stars Robbie Coltrane. I love Robbie Coltrane, Coltrane, but I've never seen Cracker. I didn't know that uh, there was an American version of Cracker. It starred uh, um, Robert Pastorelli, the guy that played the painter in yeah. Murphy. Oh, Brown. that was a Cracker? He's dead now, but yeah, yeah, it didn't last um, long. He actually he died. Really? Arguably, it ended partially because he died, but it wasn't doing that well in the ratings either. But if you watch the American version, uh, it's nowhere near. The British version's much darker. He's got all these problems. He's it's kind of house before house. The original Cracker, I mean, he he shouldn't be able to work for the cops. He's, right. He's got more problems that he can deal with. The, that being said, so it's kind of that type of character. The American version, though, there's a great scene, and it's not as good as the British version. Uh, matter of fact, it was re-released on DVD recently, and now it's called... Um, they gave it an American subtitle to differentiate it from Robbie Coltrane's Tracker, and it's called Cracker Mind Over Crime or Mind Over Murder or something. Um, that being said, there's a great scene where he confronts this kid that killed another kid in a hot tub, maybe while they were having sex. Um, and he, he gets him to break down and cry just by telling him about watching these two squirrels uh, have sex on power lines. And he goes, you know, if they fall and they complete that circuit, they're both dead, but they don't care. They're just going at it, going at it. And, and it's just, How'd they go again? This kid just breaks because he's like, please no, 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 no. Please just stop talking. Please stop describing the scene to me. I killed her. I killed her. And, and and that's that's the American version. But that's kind of what the show is. It's somebody that's so screwed up and so twisted and so damaged inside that he can solve crimes because he can't solve what's going on with him. So if you've never seen Cracker, the BBC, the British version, is better. But if you get a chance to watch the American, it's not it's not great, but it's not bad either. So cracker check that out if you haven't seen it that's my obscure pick that's cracker any honorable mentions man there's a ton of things i, I honestly you you can go back to police story i, I mean we didn't even uh, get into the 50s and the 60s police woman probably needs to be mentioned at yeah least in that's passing. angie dickinson right yeah yeah, yeah yes, that's another that one major win i was surprised and i'm kind of shocked james didn't bring up tj hooker it's, Although I don't know that T.J. Hooker added anything to the just don't. No, um, um, I would riding on car hoods. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's it. That's what it brought. Or did it, it add that? Or did it add a scene to a shitty movie called Showtime? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll bring uh, my honorable mention will be another uh, a la the Fish Police, uh, Tropical Punch. Anybody <laughs> remember Tropical Punch? Who wants a Tropical Punch? James, you remember Tropical Punch? No, no. No, so Tropical Punch. I, mean, I, I remember hearing it. I vaguely remember it, but 
Tro tropical. So it was a unique experiment that only lasted another seven episodes. It was part of a thing called Danger Theater. Um, uh, yes, now I remember it better. It, it was a half-hour show that had two shows intertwined into it, um, and Tropical Punch was the second half of that half-hour. And it starred Adam West as a as a police detective in Hawaii. Um, you had me at Adam West. Yeah, I and I, I'm, I'm I'm probably making this up in my head. I wanted I wanted to do some research on it before we we, but I I I, I nixed it when I was when I did my list. But I believe there's a uh, chase scene on uh, a chase scene with a shootout uh, on two surfboards in that show. Another interest, another one that we probably we should talk about, and I may go back and watch it because I can barely remember a lot of them. Is Hill Street Blues? Yeah, uh, which has one of the worst endings in television history. I don't remember the ending. Don't tell me. I'm okay. actually thinking about going back and, re and watch. Well, I shouldn't say rewatching because I probably. Only I, know, I just NYPD know. Blue is another one that's yeah. probably we should talk. We should have given honorable mention. That's a great show. It was I a watched, great show. I, I watched. I, well, I stopped watching it after David Caruso, but it was a great show. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's also a ton of them that you could look at that technically are, are science fiction shows that have, you know, cops in them that are, yeah. uh, so I mean, what, like we Space Police? It's so an actual show. It's on Amazon Prime, Space Police. I, Check it out. It's I, terrible. I, I don't doubt it. It's don't terrible. Doubt. There was, there was, you know, UPN did a show that wasn't Space Police, but it was a, it was a hospital in space and dealing with all the different alien infections and stuff like Not that. Not to change the subject, but you could you could say Gunsmoke. You could talk about that. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a Western, but he is a police so, officer. So, was he a police you officer? Yeah, run, he's a marshal. Marshal Dillon. You can run Marshall's the not whole, a police officer. I'm pretty sure that's how that works, but I'm not going to argue with you. Well, they were uh, they were the police officers. What? And by the way, doing that, we should have talked about support your local sheriff for movies. But uh, you know, even even Car Fifty Four, where are you? We yeah, that's another one. That movie's amazing. It really is not. Oh, it's not. not, it's it's not, not. Um, but it's fun. By the way, though, this makes me think, guys, we're missing out on a prime opportunity here. We've we've mentioned old west cases. I brought up a few science fiction cases set in the future. We need to go out right now and write and produce right. caveman cops. What? What? Caveman cops. We oh. need to do that now. Oh. Hurry before somebody beats us to the idea. See now, one of them. We'll call him Ugg. He has this big stick. See when he pitched this idea to me, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Ugh. <laughs> see, see, it writes itself. See where I'm going with this, uh, guys. You're messing out here. By the way. The only thing that's going to make us really mad about this is, if is when somebody now, sells it. Yeah, you know, Caveman Cops comes out, and we're sitting there going, uh, "Well, we probably." And when we make that deal, if we made that deal, it's not like it's with Sylvester Stallone and Rocky going, "No, I got to be part of this. I've got. I'm not I'm not going to take your money. We're going to sell that. Yeah, we're going to oh, sell yeah. it quick, and we're going to sell it <laughs> for low to fair to midland money. Yeah. All right. A, I just want to be a workhorse. I'll I'll turn out stupid ideas. Three a week. I can do it. Just get, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. All right. So anything else, gentlemen? Are we good for the group? Good for the group. So we spent two episodes talking about police cops. Thank you so much. Please tune in to SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. Nobody's watching on Spotify. I, by the way, it, I have a question out there for our, our listening audience, specifically on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, we get the most hits. Why do you all not subscribe? 
you listen, but they don't subscribe. We have many, many more subscribers on YouTube, but not as many watchers as we have listeners on SoundCloud, but they don't subscribe. I don't know. Just keep listening. Yeah, just keep. I just want to know why you don't subscribe. I'm <laughs> leave, curious. Leave comments. Rank us. Rank. Yeah, do all this. Aren't you curious? I, it, as long as they're listening, I don't care. Um, real quick, by the way, uh, just a couple things. Speaking of stuff coming up, um, our our Twitter feed has been a little bit quiet for a while. That's going to get corrected. You're going to see us tweeting. So if you're not following us on Twitter, do that. Mm-hmm. Also follow us on Facebook um, because we're going to. Um, I, I, not giving anything away, but probably Sunday we'll do a Facebook Live thing. So this is coming out early. If you're like, oh, what will I do on Sunday? Uh, we'll do a Facebook Live, or one of us will. Could be any of us. Hard to say. Oh, God, Spot's back. If you're watching, you can see him. If you're listening, Spot was a cat that was in... It, it, don't, don't worry about can it. Can I eat this packet of soy sauce? You sure can. Great. On that... You have enough soy sauce for everybody? Nope. Nope. On that note, it was good talking to you gentlemen. Please subscribe to us. Share us on your social media. Check out Fish Police. Check out something good. Go check out Barney Miller. All right. And Fish Police. And not Fish Police. James, anything before we go from Mississippi? Um, you know. That's a no. Thank you, James. (laughs) Gun sword. What? Have a good I heard gun sword. And bye. Gun bullets. Grrrr. <sighs>